What is going on, y'all? Welcome back to the Earn Your Good Day podcast, where we have a fundamental belief that people are stronger, more resilient, and far more capable of things than they believe in or are told are even possible. I'm your host, Zach Kanadi. Now, before we kick off today's episode, I have a couple quick asks for y'all. The first is that you simply use the information in today's podcast. Uh, If you find it useful, beneficial, or somebody else should hear it, Use it in your everyday life. Get better yourself. That's the whole point of me doing this is to help people get better. The second one is a personal ask, and that is if you find any use, benefit, uh, or this podcast makes you think, laugh, or you think I just did a good job, that you share it out. Uh, I'm trying to grow this podcast, again, to help as many people as possible, but I rely on y'all to help me do that. So, Go ahead and help your boy out if I do a good job. If I don't, don't share it. Easy said done. So what is today's episode? That is, I want to talk to you guys about an event I did last weekend uh, and kind of just a couple lessons I learned from it and think some of the things that this organization is doing a really, really good job on and I want to do my part on them doing a great job on this and spread it out a little bit more. And that the event is, I did a Tough Mudder race um, this weekend. It was the first ever one I've done, and it was kind of to accomplish one of my year-long goals of competing in two fitness competitions, or uh, doing two fitness events. And to be honest with you guys, I had an absolute blast. Uh, I'd never done one of these things before. I'd heard about them for several years. And, you know, they always looked really cool. Basically, it's just an obstacle course where you get super muddy head to toe. And so I was like, heck yeah, dude, I'm all about this. Um, Normally, you run this with a team. Uh, However, I ended up just running it by myself. Which, to be completely honest with you, uh, didn't really matter. As, And this is one of the greatest things that Tough Mudder does and Mudder Nation does is everybody on that course is your teammate, right? It doesn't matter what they look like, who they are, if you know them, if you don't know them, if they look super fit, if they don't look really fit, if they kicked ass at the last obstacle, you know, like if they're in your heat, if they're in a heat above or behind you, like every single person on that course is your teammate. And this is like probably the single best thing that Tough Mudder does is it preaches that everybody in life is your teammate, right? And it's not, well, let me rephrase that. Everybody on the course is your teammate, right? Because not everybody in life is your teammate. I think a lot more people could be um, than what we would think. But anyways, and Tough Mudder preaches this from the beginning, like, um, at the whole event, it goes in heats, and they're every 15 minutes, they release a new heat, and they actually averaged about 250 people, at least when I started. I don't know if it got bigger or smaller as the day went on, um, but the heats of people were about 250, 
And then, so you're kind of in this little pen. There's one group that's about to get released, and then there's yours. And then, you know, once the group ahead of you gets released, they start filling that one up next with people for the following pe- or following heat of you. And then there's this big DJ, uh, an MC, and he's just, you know, shouting out, getting the whole crowd hyped. He's telling the people, getting ready, helps them do some warm-ups, you know, some jumping jacks, some high knees, some butt kickers, some squats, tells you to high five the person next to you, tells you to say what's up to the person next to you and give them a fist bump, a high five or an elbow, especially if you don't know them. Uh, And then, you know, as you're in this pen, you're in what an area called Mutter Village. Essentially, this is where all the sponsors have their stands. There's the um, just everybody's kind of hanging out. There's a bunch of food stands, food trucks, clothing brands, apparel. You got Tough Mudder wear, uh, the changing tents, the showers, slash, which is really more like a wash station. <laughs> Everybody kind of just hoses themselves down. But it's all just in this area. It's called Mudder Village. And then, you know, your time comes and they kind of just release you. And so, I was like, cool, we're starting the race, right? Like, we're starting the event. Let's go. Um, so I start jogging, going, because I decided to sign up for the 15K, which is a little over nine miles. Uh, but there's everybody doing a 5K, a 10K, or 15K in your heat. Like, nobody's doing – they're not based off of particular distances, just times of starting. So – I met people doing, a bunch of people doing 15Ks, which I was kind of surprised about. I met just many people, um, or actually way fewer people doing 5Ks in my heat. Uh, And I met probably about 10 or 12 people around me, so I was kind of surprised about that. But everybody I met was doing 15K, super friendly. They'd all done it before. One guy had actually done it from its first year, Uh, so he was like, 10 years ago, this was going to be his 10th Tough Mudder, and every single year he'd done the 15K, and I was like, holy cow. He had his uh, seven-time Mudder headband on it. It was super worn, faded, and you could tell the guy ran and or worked out in it quite a bit. Um, it was really cool to see. I think the other really cool thing, that, and this is really what Tough Mudder does, is you saw people of from every single race, religion, class, fitness level. Uh, there was a couple guys that, to be honest, I was kind of intimidated got intimidated by because they're like the stereotypical, you know, yoke dude that everybody's trying to be up, you know, like six foot two, um, six pack abs, you know, veins popping everywhere and just broad shoulder and big chested and confident as all hell and just, you know, walk around like they own the place. And it was really kind of funny because uh, when I walked in, there's one of these guys who looks like this standing, taking photos. And he's, you know, I looked at the uh, the register guy who, you know, checks you in. And he's like, you know, find one of those guys and maybe even don't because sometimes those guys aren't the best on the course because they go at each obstacle and think that they can just, you know, barrel roll right into and just beat it with brute force and some of those you can but there's actually a lot of obstacles where it requires you to work with another person 
Like it's physically impossible for you to do it alone. And that honestly is probably like one of the coolest parts of it because, you know, so back to kind of my story. Once they released the heat, you know, I was like going and I was like, cool, we're to start the race. We ran probably about a quarter mile down this trail and then into the woods a little bit. Uh, and then you come up and there's the this overhanging archway and it says, start. I'm like, oh, well, okay, this is interesting. And there's, a, you know, four speakers in the zone and there's a, a dude and a girl in a, what looks like a DJ booth and they got some music going and the guy saying, talking to the microphone, hyping us up. I'm like, oh, cool. You know, like they're giving us a good send-off while everybody's going. Kind of like NASCAR where they start driving around and then they get to the start line and the you know start flag goes and boom, they're off. I kind of thought that's what this was. It wasn't. I was actually a guy. He stopped everybody, had us all take a knee, made a joke for the people with really bad knees that, you know, they already completed the race. This was all they had to do is get down on one knee and, you know, then they could go home after this because they did the hard part. <laughs> uh, but he's going and he kind of starts giving us this motivational talk and he's got the music behind him. And I was like, man, this is really like a freaking movie here. Uh, and he gives us this talk and he's like telling everybody that, you know, they chose to be here. Like it's modern nation. And he travels around every weekend and he meets different people and, He's telling us a couple things that Mother Nation is all about. And the big one, as far as I said many times so far, is teamwork, right? I think the guy spent us all five minutes just talking about teamwork and why it's so important. And really what he, he was trying to get at is that people who do tough mother races are forced to work together. Like there are some events where you physically cannot complete it without another person whether that's the buddy carry whether that's the topsy-turvy you know triangle race um or there's a sandbag carry we need somebody loaded onto uh just several obstacles where you need somebody else to do it with you right and there's several several climbing ones where like you gotta be freaking like an alien to be able to complete some of these on your own uh, and the reason they push this so hard and they design it this way intentionally is because, frankly, guys, in America, we don't work together at all. I think and the last two years and, frankly, 10 years has proven that over and over and over again that, if anything, there's just more distance between us. There's more separation. There's more animosity and that's the last thing we need like if anything we need to reverse all that and set our differences aside and just remember at the end of the day we're all americans we all bleed red and we just want to live the best life we can right and this this race really was kind of humbling because for me at least and i think it Part of it is because I kind of have to check myself. I have a pretty big ego. And so I think that I can do everything on my own. You know, it's probably partly being raised as an only child. Did most things on my own. Um, you know, but 
being in a race and an event where I'm forced to work with other people and forced to rely on other people was really good. And it just, especially because every not everybody was super fit. There's a lot of people who actually just walked the entire course. Like they would get up to the obstacle, do it, and then they would just walk to the next one. And which is totally cool, right? Because it's freaking, the obstacles are hard and you got to do it. And it's freaking nine miles anyways. I mean, even walking nine miles is no easy feat. Uh, but everybody there was on the same mission. And that was to have a good time and to complete the course and to help somebody doing it. And you would go to these events and I would you know, be struggling to climb up and obstacles and all of a sudden I would feel a hand on my foot push me up or I would look up and there's a hand in front of me you know, offering to pull me up. And I don't know this person, I didn't ask for help. They just saw somebody who needed help and out of the goodness of their heart offered a hand to help me or offered you know, a shoulder for me to step on when I had to get over the 10 foot wall. Like, and it was just so incredible. And the guy's whole point in reaming on this was that we would take this back home with us and we would spread it to our workplaces, our families, our communities, and hopefully the people that we impact and show that we can rely on each other and we can help other people just out of the goodness because we're good people. And guys, I think we all know that the majority of people are good people who just want to live a good life and want the best for everybody they interact with, right? People don't walk around for and for no reason just hating on other people or just being mean and asshole. Like, sure, there's like your rare few, but even then, those people are likely going through a tough time. Maybe they just lost their job. Maybe they just lost their home. Maybe they just lost the love of their life or they had a family member die or they're under tons of pressure at work or they haven't slept or they're food insecure or, you know, like they're financially unstable and they're not going to know if they're going to be in their place of living for the next month because we all know how expensive inflation has made everything and how much extra stress is now on everybody in every regard of life. I don't think at least my generation has been through a harder time than what is starting to unfold right now. And the really sad part is I don't think it's going to get any easier. If anything, I think it's going to get a lot worse and we're just seeing the beginning of it. Which means we need each other more than ever. I think one of my favorite quotes of all time is, Weak people put others down and strong people lift others up. And guys, Americans are some strong motherfuckers. We are tough. We are back-to-back World War champions. We have survived the Great Depression. We became a country because a bunch of tyrants wanted to rule us, and we didn't like the way they were ruled, and we wanted to have our own freedom to do what we wanted, to have the rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, as long as it's not at the expense of others. And that is a hard thing to do, to pursue happiness and to pursue life and liberty unabolished, unashamed, and being totally yourself when somebody wants to oppress you and to be a tyrant to control you is tough. 
right? Like it's not an easy thing and it takes a lot of guts to do. But guys, that is the American bloodline. That is the American dream is taking the adversity and facing and saying, you know what? Screw you. You're not going to stop me from completing what I want. You can fight me all you want. You can try and stop me, but I'm going to keep on coming and coming and coming and coming until I run your ass over and get to my objective, right? Like Marshawn Lynch, that's his whole mentality when he was a running back and played football. He said, I'm just going to keep hitting him over and 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 over again and over again and again and over and over and over and over and over again and eventually they're going to break eventually they're going to start to be like holy shit this dude doesn't quit holy shit this guy isn't letting up and holy shit this hurts right like when you take your adversity and you relentlessly pursue it until you crush it the adversity is like a person. If you pursue it long enough, it does not want to keep having to face you, right? Like it will eventually give in and you will eventually get strong enough and smart enough and overcome it, right? And usually, just like in the game of football, the game of life, you can't do it alone, right? Like you need people, you need support and you need people around you to do life with you, right? Like. Why is the ultimate punishment for criminals isolation, right? Why is that when you're so bad, you're so defiant, you don't listen to anybody, like you're such a disturbance in general population prison that you have to get put into isolation, right? Like, or solitary confinement. Like that is the ultimate thing. Why? Because we are social creatures. We need each other guys and the last two years we've all been put into solitary confinement we got told we can't leave our houses we got told we can't go to work we got told we can't go to the gym which for a lot of us is the place where we release our stress where our livelihood is right like that was the hardest part for me a lot of my friends are gym rats i couldn't go to the gym and see them right and i could hey i just couldn't go to the gym and get release the stress that life had been throwing on me it's like also the place of like to get better to get healthier a safe place to face your demons if you have them right like we you know like we couldn't go to work so all your work friends and your work employees you know like when you go to the you know the cafeteria or the employee lounge and you just talk about it and you shoot the shit right like you take your five minute break from work to just relax we couldn't do that in fact we were told that if we did we were grandma killers we were told that if we went somewhere you know we were terrible people and that we were gonna kill somebody and that we should be ashamed of ourselves for just wanting to go out in public guys humans are social creatures before there were society and civilizations, we lived in tribes, right? The nuclear family is a key unit. I'm actually reading a book right now called The Body Keeps a Score, which if you have any interest in trauma, it's an incredibly heavy 
but incredibly insightful book and like I literally can't put it down but I can also only read like five to ten pages at a time because it's just it's honestly it's kind of painful to read but the biggest thing that this book is talking about is how we need each other and when we go through traumatic times when we go through hardships the one of the biggest indicators of somebody having a severe and negative reaction to trauma is not feeling like they have anybody that they can go to not feeling safe enough to confide in somebody not feeling safe enough to express or having somebody who tells them that their experience is negligent or like is nullified like doesn't mean anything and saying that you know like you're like having somebody essentially put shame on something that's happened to them that makes them rescind from society and retreat into themselves. And if you have ever had a bad day, you know how dark and terrible that endless loop of thought can be, how it can just, it can either spiral all the way down or it can, you know, hopefully if you figure a way out, it can start to spiral yourself up or it just can just be a hellhole. But one of the biggest things that it says is that to get over trauma, you need a sense of safety and community, which means you need somebody, at least someone, one person to confide in that you can trust, that you can open up to, that you can feel safe with. And that's honestly, guys, why I really think Tough Mudder does a great thing as is because it pushes community and teamwork like no other and the other thing is it pushes doing hard things with your team, right? Like not only just having your people, but going through hardships and the Tough Mudder race is intentionally a hardship. There's nothing easy about it, right? Like it is, even if you do the 5K, that's a hard thing. You have 15 obstacles to get through. And not a single one of them is comfortable. There are some that are less uncomfortable than others, right? Like there's one, the last obstacle is you literally get electrocuted by 10,000 volts of electricity hanging down from a bunch of cables, right? And like you run through it and it just shock, 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 shocks you like all over. And you like, you cannot escape it. Obviously you can go around if you choose not to do that because you cannot do any obstacle. But the point is you go through the hardships with your team. And with your team, you accomplish and you overcome the task at hand. Guys, that is our task right now is to, we have a lot of hardships our way and so we don't need to add anymore. But what we do need to add, each and every one of us, needs to add teamwork to our lives. We need to start relying on the people in our lives. We need to start building those relationships. We need to start helping each other out, not to get something in return, but just because we are good people and good people lift other people up. We are strong people, y'all. That's our fundamental belief. We are stronger than we believe and more resilient and capable of far more than we could ever imagine. We need other people to realize that potential. You need other people 
who need you to be strong and you need to be strong for other people, right? And when you and because when you do that, when you're strong for somebody who needs you to be strong, now when you need somebody to be strong for you, you have a person who's willing to be there for you, right? Like you have a person to back you up. You have a person to lift you up. But unless we start being the bigger people and making that action first, being the person who is strong enough to just say, hey, you know what? Life's kind of hard here. Like, you want to just go get a beer and like get to know each other and like talk about it? Or if you're at work and you have five minutes, ask your coworker, is there anything I can do to help to you? Help you? Do you just go get them a coffee, right? Like, ask if they can have a coffee. Or, you know, ask them how their day's going. Maybe they just need to vent. How many times have you had so much stress built up and you're just trying to go, 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 go to get through your day? And as soon as you just can vent it all out, release it from inside of you, you feel like this enormous weight lifted off your shoulders and you just can breathe for once. Guys, my call to action for you today is that you be that person who initiates forming the team. You be that person who shows up for others so that when you need somebody to show up for you, you've built that relationship, right? Most people have good hearts. Most people want to be good people, right? They're just scared usually or they've had somebody who did them wrong in the past, right? But all it takes is one person to break that cycle, one person to show another person what it means to be a good human and just help somebody out for the sake of helping somebody out for that person to then pass it on again. And then that person who they help to pass it on to another person. And then pretty soon your place of work is a culture of helping and getting better and making sure everybody's doing good. And those people take it down to their homes and then their family members take it to their places of work, their schools, right? They're friends. And now we have a whole community of people who are just helping each other out and lifting each other up, being there to support other people when they have problems. And it all just starts with one person showing up for somebody else and saying, I'm strong enough to help pick you up and not expecting anything in return. You can be that person. You are that person Because you're more resilient, stronger than you think, and capable of so much more than you're even told you are. And going about it alone, or thinking that you don't need anybody, you're just lying to yourself. You are, especially if you're going through a hard time. And I can tell you guys, the hardest times I've gone through, I've been the idiot that just thinks I can deal with it on my own, push everybody away, I don't need your help, I don't want your help. And my excuse was always, ah, this is my problem. What do you care? Or, you know, do this burden. It's it's just too heavy. I don't I don't want you to bear it. That's a cop out. That's a cop out. Because the truth is, think about when somebody confides in you. Is it ever as heavy for you as it is for them? Does the heaviest burden 
that whoever's confiding in you has, is it ever as heavy on you as it is on them? The likely answer is no, right? When somebody's had something happen to them, right? They've been abused. They've been raped. They've just lost a job. They've just lost a family member. They just can't handle the stress anymore. It is impacting their physiology. It is physically altering their body chemistry. And that is making them literally feel it. And when they tell you the emotions that you feel is not a result of that physical event or grouping of events. The reaction that you feel is your mirror neurons in your brain feeding off of and recognizing what the person who's talking to you is going through. So it is not almost never as heavy for you hearing it as it is for the person experiencing it. And on the flip side, you're also only ever have to carry half of it because now instead of only one person having to carry the bear, the burden, there's now two people, right? And if you have a group of friends or a family and your family is chosen, your relatives aren't, right? But if you have a group of people or a family that you can trust, now you have more than one person to tell. So you go from you bearing 100% of the weight to telling one person now you only bear 50%. You know, telling four people and now you only bear 25% to telling 10 people and now you only bear 10% of the weight. Well, 50% is a whole lot heavier, whole lot lighter, excuse me, than 100% and 10% is like a feather compared to 100%. It has nothing to do with the fact that it's going to be easy, like it's not going to be hard. The point is, is that you're not the only one bearing the burden and when you can't stand up on those days, you have people around you to help pick you up, right? And then now you, when they pick you up, you want to help pick them up because you're a good person. And that's what good people do. You help other people. So, guys, I think I'm, it's time for me to get off my soapbox on this. But I just, I really wanted to share it. And I think with everything going on in the country, in the world, frankly, for that matter, this message just really needed to get out and be told. And I think we got a long road coming ahead of us and we're all going to need a lot of help from people. And it's better to do, if you don't have many people, you know, find one person to start building some sort of connection with some sort of reliance on that you can trust and you know you can slowly start to build that relationship up so my call to action to you guys is be the bigger person and just try and help those around you be the example be the people be the person that people look to and that people talk about as being the one that they want to be about they want to be like ah Julie over there is so helpful. She's so kind. She always making sure everybody has what they need done. I want to be like her. I'm going to go help Bradley over here or Jerome or Tino, you know, just because I saw Julie doing it. Courtesy is contagious, guys. Being helpful 
is contagious. It just takes you being the person to start that contagion. So with that, guys, help somebody out. Help them earn a good day and make sure you go out. As always, earn a good day, y'all. If you found the episode helpful, awe-inspiring, you know, made you think something differently, worthwhile sharing. If I did a good job, please go ahead and share it. More importantly, though, guys, use this in your everyday life. Just use it for me and help other people out, help other people get better. Peace.